and I'm sorry if it's shaky, but I'm literally holding my phone. <laughs> um, but we want to share stories of survivors of domestic violence um, because the state of Utah, I don't know if many are aware, but our laws here are observed within survivors. And so between the two of us, we want people to help change these laws to benefit survivors and victims rather than officers. So the two of us, um, to help get our podcast going, would like to give you guys a better idea of who we are um, to help share those stories a lot easier. And I know I'm saying, um, and I'm sorry. I'm used to saying, um, and sorry, <laughs> not sorry. So Stormy, we're going to start with her story a little bit, give you a backstory of her life, her abuse, my life, my abuse, so we can share to help get these changes made. So Stormy, tell me a little bit about your childhood, your abuser, and your survival. Um, so I was one of three girls, and both of my parents were alcoholics, and so not a lot of love there, not a lot of appreciation there. Um, then by the time I was 15, I found out I was pregnant, had my baby, met someone at 17 who happened to be in prison. I know, what were you thinking? But I was 17, and I thought, okay, you know, people need a second shot. Let's try this. And he was 24. Stop right there for a second. She was 17, and he was 24. So he was a pedophile, but we're going to continue there. So we were together for 20-something years, and didn't even realize until well into my 30s that he was uh, mentally abusing me. Um, keeping money from me, telling me what I could and couldn't do until the point it got to where he actually started to physically abuse me and took the steps I needed to take to get out and been out for eight years. Eight and years? <laughs> seeing things I've never saw before, doing things I never thought I could do. Got my driver's license at 42. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> And, um, but yeah, so I just want to try and help other people to see their worth before to make, you know, getting your driver's license at 42 to like 22 for people, you know, like getting out faster. Seeing those signs. Seeing the Seeing signs. signs. <laughs> a lot earlier. Because like she said, um, when she was younger, she learned that behavior, um, at a very young age. And so she wasn't able to see her worth, which is why he was able to be a predator on her at such a young age. Am I correct in saying that? Oh, absolutely. It, I think how you view yourself is what you attract. Absolutely. And you can't attract better until you see yourself as better. And you can justify, justify, justify because you don't think that you deserve any better and they tell you you don't. They tell you nobody's going to want you, that nobody likes the things you do. From the time I, I, I got with him, you know, he didn't like the shows I liked. He didn't like the sports I liked. He didn't like, but I always saw that as, oh, I can, you know, maybe it'll grow on him. And no, it doesn't. <laughs> exactly. 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 Um, with me, uh, my father was very very abusive, um, not just to my mom, but to all of us girls. I think the only one that he praised was my brother. 
um, because he wanted to mold him into the same type of person that he was. Um, at a very young age, my father molested myself and my sisters. Um, and I remember he was the first person to almost kill me. Um, he strangled me at a very young age. And his MO was to apologize. Um, I'm sorry, I won't ever do it again. Please forgive me. Um, and that's the love that I was taught. Um, so moving forward in my relationships, as soon as they put their hands on me, it was, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. I will never do it again. Please forgive me. And so my instinct internally was to forgive them because they would never do it again. And so when you don't know better with the love that you're taught, it's to forgive them because that's all you know. Absolutely. Because when you're, you know, your step parent in my case, you know, treat you a certain way and, but you just want their affection so bad and I was like, okay, well, then I had to do that for my father slash stepfather. Well, then I must have to do this for my husband, my boyfriend, my whatever, to make them know that they love them so that they'll treat me better. Yeah. But nothing you can do, say, can change them. They no, want control. Exactly, because that's the only thing that you do know. Um, I think the only person that actually ever showed me any kind of love and affection was the person that I sabotaged because it wasn't something I was used to. It wasn't something that I could grasp. I was like, what is this? To my what husband. is this? Mm -hmm. Like, I only wanted to push him away further. I mean, I, I did. I appreciated the love and I appreciated that mm -hmm. harmony that we had and I wanted to hold on to it. But at the end of the day, I still sabotage that because I wasn't used to that kind of love and affection. Mm -hmm. um, and ultimately, I mean, he, he passed away and I'm still holding on to those feelings of regret and remorse. I mean, he had his toxic moments as well. Don't get me wrong. And those, I think, are still the toxic moments that I held on to when we were together because, again, you still hold on to the toxicity mm -hmm. as well as the kind of love that you're taught. And so until you can fully heal, you and still it, you still don't mm -hmm. know any better because of the kind of love that you're taught growing up. And it's absolute baby steps. I mean, like, my husband, my current husband, brought me lunch to work one, one time. Okay, thank you. Second time, what is he doing? Yeah. Third time, okay man, I've been through this before. You're stalking me. Yes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then you have this whole thing and you end up with the other person being hurt because literally they just wanted to bring you lunch and see you. Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. You just, you're not watching everything I make. Who am I talking like, who to? Who are you? What do you want? Right. What are you thinking? Like, why are right. you being like this? Exactly. Because the people who have hurt you so bad in your life you think now that anybody who does have good intentions don't. So, yep, there's ulterior motive yeah. because somebody like me doesn't deserve somebody like that. Mm -hmm. So what are you doing? You must be crazy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I think our point with this is we've been through some traumatic situations. I personally have been diagnosed with PTSD because of my abusive situations I've been in. So me as well. Has uh, been diagnosed with PTSD because of the traumatic situations that she's been in. Both of us now, because we've gone through extensive therapy, extensive healing, have finally found 
ourselves and our true deserving. We want to help other people who've been in our situations. Um, we have personally watched others go through these situations. Both of us have helped guide other people out of specific situations. And now we've decided to start our podcasts to talk to others who are survivors of domestic violence because we are so passionate about this. We want to help save lives. Yeah, and we want to do some real talk because I know it's scary, but until you can vocalize some of the things that are happening to you and some of the things that are going wrong, you can't heal from them and you can't get help. And it's unfortunately not, you know, considered normal to say, oh, this is what's going on in my life, in my house. And it needs to be normal because it it's something that you can't do without some help and without being able to feel comfortable and safe. And Absolutely. I mean, we want you to be able to vocalize. I need to get out. I know I'm not in a safe place and I need help and I need to leave before I lose my life. Yeah, because true love shouldn't cost you your self-esteem, shouldn't make you cry, shouldn't make you doubt that you're worth anything. That and it love should be easy. It should never be hard. Love should be blissful. Love should be like Baking something, like following a recipe. It should not be so trivial and make you walk on eggshells on a daily basis and make you question your worth. Yeah, me, my my new husband is something that I've never experienced before. There's no cuss words. There's no screaming. Occasionally, we'll have our disagreements and our voices will raise. But you walk away, you take a breath, you come back. and so much simpler and easier and that is what love should be absolutely absolutely it it shouldn't be where you are pushing your family and your friends away because you're worried about what they're going to think love should be where everyone is involved and they love everything about you and your significant other couldn't said it better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, even me and my husband now completely different. I guess you polar opposite personalities, but we complement each other. He gives me the drive and the vision, and I give him the soft and the sweet. <laughs> but that's <laughs> and just together. It. Like love is somebody you want to spend the rest of your mm -hmm. life with and build your future with and your foundation with, and you're still growing progressively every day with like who you want to be the best version of yourself with. Yeah, exactly. My first husband make you cry. He'd laugh while you were crying. Yeah. He would taunt while you were crying. This husband will put his arms around me and hold me and tell him done yeah. crying and then say, what can we do exactly. about this? Exactly. You know? And so Please, if you have any questions or we can help in any sort of way or you have any topics you want to go into further discussion with. Any topics. And we're talking not just physical abuse, mental abuse, financial abuse, both men and women. Please reach out to us because true changes are needed. I mean, I, I don't know about every, anybody who's listening or watching, 
But after watching the Gabby Petito situation, that was massively failed. The situation in Tooele with the family of five that were killed, that could have been prevented. So many situations in the state of Utah, they could have been prevented. Or if you're just needing a positive boost, we're here to listen and to help you because Absolutely. everybody should feel empowered to know their worth. It's not too late. It's never too late. We can help you get out of your situation. So please reach out to us. And we even want to hear back from the police department because we know that your hands are tied as well with the laws in Utah. So please reach out to us. Um, again, my name is Debbie. I'm going to be sharing the link to the podcast. Um, Stormy, I'm Stormy. And we want to hear from you. So that's just a little bit of our backstories. I've got a lot to talk about. And I'm sorry, but I've lived a very dramatic life. But, <laughs> you know, I'm also 46 years old and I've I've lived it. But I'm happy to say that I'm also very healed and and I'm here. I'm a survivor. I guess she said it best. I finally found, I guess, per se, what I'm looking for. And that is to help people and to be brutally honest if I have to be and to tell stories. I think we both have survived things that, and most people get one or two of those things in a lifetime. Yeah. And we have survived ongoing a lot. Absolutely. And now is the time to be able to help other people so we can try and make the trauma as little as possible. Absolutely. Because one thing I've learned, if I can do nothing from my healing, is to help other people not have to ever feel like I had to feel. Never. Never. You should always feel amazing. You should feel full of love and full of light. So you can spread that love and light to everyone else. Everyone else. So thank you guys for watching. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. And let's get these done. Let's get these laws changed. Thank you. That was good.